So welcome back guys. I'm so excited to welcome you back to the podcast. It's already the third episode. This is Three Lisa's Eyes, One World, Numerous Lives. And I'm excited to have you back. I have a new interview guest, a new friend of mine, a very important friend. I've known her for such a long time and I'm so excited to introduce her to you. So if you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, do it right now because then you won't miss any new episodes and you'll be notified whenever a new episode comes online. It works especially well on iTunes and on Google Play. So just head over to whichever um, podcast provider you like and hit the subscribe button there. And if you want to see more of the show and if you want to see more of my guests you can head over to my website through lisa's eyes slash podcast to find out way more background information about the people i'm interviewing which is so interesting to see and if you want to see more of me head over to my instagram through lisa's eyes or just check out my website in general through lisa's eyes.com and you'll see so many more stories and so many more pictures and that's it for the intro let's dive in and i'm so excited to have her this time here it's my friend Marlin. She's from Sweden originally, but we actually met in New Zealand at the end of the world when we were really young. And I'm excited to have her here. Hi, Marlin. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> it's so great to have you here. I'm so happy and so grateful you're doing the episode with me. And yeah, as I already said, like it's been a long time when we met, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, first of all, it's really nice uh, to be here tuning in with you. And yeah, I mean, we met in I guess it was 2009, 2009 and I think yeah. it was August or September or something like that so it's it almost was August, like yeah. exactly 10 years yeah. after this summer it will be 10 years ago yeah, I still remember because my yeah. my birthday is on the 29th and I had to leave home the 27th oh, and yeah. I was still so young so I was kind of like heartbroken <laughs> yeah we were both like teenagers and yeah. Like, oh. yeah I guess that that was like a really memorable time for us and like a time that taught us so much at least for me like I always keep saying like thinking back to that time being in opera in New Zealand because we were both au pairs back then it's taught us so much like it taught me so much about how I want to raise my kids later on how I want to build a family how I want to build my life I agree and I think it's a great way to go abroad when you're young because mm. it's you know you have things provided for you it's easy for you uh, you can go through an organization or you can find a family by yourself but I mean you have somewhere to stay you have somewhere to yeah. eat uh, you get some money like not a whole salary of course like you you would get a normal job at home because you have free mm. lodging and everything but uh, and then I mean you have the family so you have a, a safety point there right and then they probably know other families that have au pairs you get to meet them through connections like that and that's how we met <laughs> yeah so and I mean we great. were quite quite a big group we were nine nine girls in total yeah we were nine girls that yeah. hang out like every <laughs> Every weekend. Every I mean, weekend. Yeah. We went out like every Friday and Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, it was such an intense time. Like thinking back to it, it's just crazy. I said in the other episode already to my other friend, um, it's just um people always think, yeah, you go abroad, you're you're in a pair, everyone does that. But actually being in that situation and being so young back in that situation, it's something that shaped us so much. Like for me, it's been like my first major experience abroad, and since then my life's gone crazy kind of yeah I think I mean for everyone that has the opportunity to do something 
something like that. If you, of course, you have to like children, or at least want to be around <laughs> children to do it. But yeah. if you do like children, then I think it's a really good way to go to have like that first experience. Because I actually I was in high school exchange student the year before in yeah. uh, the US, so that was my first major thing. Right, but I mean, that. that cost some money and everything. And I mean, if you go as an au pair, of course you have some costs, but it's a lot less. Yeah. Like it's a flight ticket and insurance and everything like that. But it doesn't cost a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, so. and you learn to organize yourself. Like I still yeah. remember, like I basically, um, I only got the flight ticket for my graduation, and then everything else that happened after that, I basically financed myself from what I earned. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. That's ten years back. Yeah. Now, right now, you're actually calling me from South America, which yes. is so exciting. Like I still can't believe it. You're doing that. I'm so yeah. proud of you for that. Oh, thank you. I'm actually sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting in a patio, in like a small mm. gardenish in uh, at a hotel in Santiago de Chile so that's where I am right now <laughs> so how did you actually get there so that's a little spoiler that's where you are right now so yeah. from New Zealand to um, South America actually traveling oh a lot right now and but how did you actually get there <laughs> Well, I mean, 10 years, it felt like New Zealand was like, it doesn't feel like it was yesterday, but it doesn't feel like it was 10 years yeah. ago. Like, what is all yeah, these right. years gone past, right? I guess for me, after New Zealand, um, I, I had a dream since I was like 12 years old to work as a tour leader or like a guide, mm. a travel guide. Uh, but all the Swedish companies, at least, uh, wanted you to be 21. And I turned 20 while we were in New Zealand. Uh, so when I got back from New Zealand, I actually aimed towards applying to one of the Swedish companies to become a tour guide. And so I did. Yeah, right. And then I actually went as my first destination to Venezuela. <laughs> oh. And I mean, that oh, might be, already, yeah. yeah, and it might be a bit hard to understand right now, because right now people probably not travel to Venezuela as it is right now. But this was, mm. what was it, 2010, I went there. So almost nine years ago, uh, I was stationed in Venezuela, but I went back and forward <laughs> to Ecuador to do some stationed trips. that sounds like army. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> yeah but i lived on like a um, really nice caribbean island which is called isla margarita and then i went to the mainland sometimes as well for tours and everything but i was mainly on the island and i love island i'm such an island person <laughs> yeah so i did that first and then i went onwards to work uh, on crete on the island of crete in greece mm. uh, that summer and then i was gonna move forward i was actually gonna go to egypt for the following winter season uh, oh, but wow. then I found out that my dad had gotten cancer and it felt a bit weird because I had been away for like one year in the US and then one year in New Zealand and then Venezuela, Ecuador, Greece. I just I felt so selfish moving forward or moving onwards to Egypt. So I actually decided to go home. Mm. Uh, and be with my family for a little bit yeah, and uh, it was pretty critical but my dad had his uh, operation and um, the treatments and everything and then he so he survived and that's all good and that's I mean that's like what is it eight years ago now seven eight years ago so he's yeah he's healthy and cleared off it now <laughs> yeah, I still uh, remember. Was, I've been a part of that phase yeah you showed it was me so many setbacks. pictures it was definitely not a setback but you know a challenge in life or something that challenged you in of life course, yeah. but then so yeah after that I uh, I didn't go abroad again straight away because mm. I kind of I didn't realize but I liked to be home back then I okay. uh, I started working in a hotel and I've always uh, I always worked within like tourism and hotels 
so I got a job as a receptionist in a hotel and I worked through there um, for like the next two years, two and a half years. It's funny how our paths can sometimes change, right? Yeah. I mean, in that time, of course, you should never feel... I think it's really hard in those situations when you have those bad setbacks and um, like bad things happening to loved ones. But I feel you should never um, feel um, like you're being selfish or anything. But I can imagine it's so hard to go on with these kind of situations. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm really close to my family as well. It's me, my dad, mom and my younger brother. And then my mom is from Norway. And I mean, from people hearing like, my dad is from Sweden, my, my mom is from Norway. Of course, they're neighbor countries, but it's still yeah. like a 12, 13 hour car drive to where my mm -hmm. mom is from. So it's not like I have my mom's side of the family close by or anything. Like, it's yeah. not like you can see them over a weekend. Like it takes like a whole full day going there. So, and my, we don't really have much family on my dad's side. So yeah, it actually felt good being home. And but then after a while I started getting a bit bored. <laughs> It's so classy me. <laughs> <laughs> doing one thing like I really love working in hotels as well but I don't know I just got a bit bored when I was off work or you know anything like that and then I started yeah. working night shifts so then I actually worked one week and I had one week off and during that mm -hmm. week off I got super bored <laughs> so <laughs> I was like oh my god what am I gonna do so then I started working like part-time with yeah. events like in um, congresses and conferences and concerts and stuff like that yeah, but maybe sometimes you need those periods yeah You do something and then you realize yeah this may be just yeah it was fine for the moment but it isn't something for the long term so sometimes that sets the trigger yeah and I also was it the year before the same I think it was the year before I started studying then uh, mm -hmm. I started working or I just applied for working with the language school during my holiday <laughs> from my full-time job Uh, because like I had friends that were studying and yeah doing different things and I had no one to go on a holiday with so I was like I can I can just work in my holiday then or get like a paid holiday I figured and I went on a language school myself when I was 15 so I wrote to that company and I was like hi uh, maybe I can work for you <laughs> kind of it's me and again then, yeah, we had interviews and stuff like that so then I went to work for them and yeah, cool. then getting back to work after that summer I started feeling like no now I really want to move on I don't really know exactly what I want to do but I do know that I want to move from front office to a back office position kind of yeah. following year then I started studying I mean a lot of people had like one or two gap years or whatever I had five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I had I had the classic gap years like yeah. this gap year after school and then the gap year when I, where I did my around the world trip yeah after exactly my master's studies yeah <laughs> that's also a really good way to go I mean I think everyone should do whatever they feel like. I think that yeah. it's really good, though, to have at least one gap year in between like high yeah. school and oh, university, yeah. because during that year, I think you grow a lot by being just doing something else. Because, I mean, you've been going yeah. to school your whole life. Just do something yeah, else for one and year. And even just for changing your perspective, like yeah. it doesn't have to get you a job abroad or something, oh. but just to change your perspective about things. Exactly. Like, just yeah. get a job at home if you feel like you want to be at home or something. But just try yeah. something. It's really valuable. Uh, but for me, uh, those gap years were really valuable because I didn't really know <laughs> what I wanted to go into. And I mean, there aren't any rules. Like, if it takes yeah. five years and if you want to take that time, whatever, it's your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, But I, I knew that I wanted to do something with tourism. So I started to mm. looking into what places there were 
educations within tourism. I was open-minded to move somewhere else. Then, oh yeah, I'm from a place called Gothenburg in Sweden. It's on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And I was really open-minded to go somewhere else. So I applied to a few different cities, but um, I was thinking to myself that I would prefer to go down, uh, be still be on the West Coast, but going south down. So I had Helsingborg and Malmö as my two top options. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up in Malmö. <laughs> it's about three hours car drive from Gothenburg. Both very pretty cities, just yeah. for everyone listening. Like it's <laughs> worth it's worth a visit. <laughs> yeah, they are. And Malmö is actually only like a 30-40 minutes train drive from uh, Copenhagen in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. I went to Malmö when I was in Copenhagen. Yeah, you can easily go for the day or something. So and then yeah, so I, I studied a program that was called Service Management uh, for Future Tourism, mm -hmm. and it was. Really like all general courses like we had economics we had marketing management hr but everything was with a like tourism major or yeah they were focusing on tourism aspects kind of and this program was actually two years it's not actually like a university it's mm -hmm. more i don't know what you would compare it to but like, like program course or yeah so you don't really get a bachelor you get something that's called like an oh i can't remember certificate or yeah but then okay. after this, we had an option to do a what they call top-up degree. So if you want to get a bachelor, you can, uh, but then you have to do another year and you have to do it abroad. Uh, and I didn't know this when I started, but when I started, I was a bit sad about, oh my God, I won't get a bachelor because I think a bachelor is good to have to apply for some internships and so on. But then when I found out that I was going to be able to get a bachelor, I was really happy about it. Uh, so after, I mean, in the end, in the end, it's it's not about the titles. I mean, that, that was also for me when I was considering: Are you going to do a master's program or not? Yeah. Like, I was actually thinking: Like, do I really need the title? Is it worth the money? And in the end, I didn't do it for the money. I did do it for the um, topics I was and the more the skills yeah. I was gaining and all the knowledge I was gaining. And I loved it. It's not about the titles. Like in the end, if you um, want to make something work, you can always make it work. You don't need the title for it, especially with like university programs, I feel. Of course, for certain jobs, yeah, definitely. But mm -hmm. in general, not so much. No, not at all. Like I know people that did that went to school with me and they did those two years and they have really good jobs now. Like there yeah. are people working as project managers within different companies and yeah. all different kinds. Like there's one that went to the same school, but a few years before me and she's like an HR manager now so I mean yeah. you don't really like the title really doesn't matter when it comes to the end it doesn't yeah, it depends on you. yeah <laughs> yeah it does and what other experience you have and how motivated yeah. you are it's so much more than just the title so to say yeah yeah I think that's that's uh, interesting to understand for people because I sometimes uh, talk to people and it feels like yeah it's about getting this degree that degree mm. getting that job or whatever but then in the end um, I feel like people often don't tend to realize that it's so much about what's within you and how much you putting into it and how much you are actually able to design it yeah so there's so many opportunities you can actually what you can actually do to get you to the point where you want to be exactly absolutely yeah so you were able to go abroad with that then huh? i did yeah i wanted to go to spain because mm -hmm. i speak spanish i did spanish like in high school and then when i worked in venezuela and ecuador i developed my spanish skills but i felt like yeah, uh, they spanish had been on really good hold. <laughs> yeah now it's now it's good again <laughs> and now it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, I mean, I can get past and everything. Every, like, I can yeah. speak and people understand me and everything. The grammar is really hard, but I mean, when I was younger, I had a really hard time learning English and everything. And then uh, I was afraid of speaking English because I was afraid of saying the wrong thing.
thing and all that. And I actually didn't feel comfortable until after my year in the US and New Zealand. But with Spanish now, since I have that experience with English and I know how it is, I don't feel, I'm not afraid of saying anything wrong in Spanish. Like if I, I mean, if I get a grammar wrong, what's the big deal? And if they don't understand me, they will ask me to like repeat it or like, did you mean this? Or they just understand me, but it just sounds a bit funny. I think they appreciate if you try, right? Yeah. I try to think about, you know, when people come to Sweden and they try to learn Swedish, it's a hard language to learn. I've heard, I don't know, because I, I was born speaking Swedish. Oh, I, I learned speaking <laughs> Swedish from birth. But, um, uh, and I mean, sometimes people say the wrong things and it, it sounds not correct, but you still understand. So I don't think it's mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah, so I wanted to go to Spain to like, get my Spanish going again. Uh, so, and I had a school in Barcelona where you could go and I was like, oh my God, that's a dream. <laughs> Living in Barcelona for a year. Uh, so I applied and I got in. At that time I lived with my ex-boyfriend and I asked him, would you be like, is, is this okay for you, you know? And then he said, well, can I come with you? And I was like, of course you can. <laughs> so when I got in to that school, we started preparing to like have the apartment, uh, rent out the apartment to someone. And yeah, try to find out what he was going to do there, if he was going to do some studying or, or work or whatever. But and then I was going to, so I was going to go in like August, September-ish, the first week of June, I think it was, I got a mail, email from the school saying that they, they couldn't take me in after all because oh. they changed the rules What? or whatever. So like very last minute. Yeah, it was very last minute because it was something, you know, just doing with the regulations, you had to do at least two years in their school to get a bachelor degree yeah. from them. So they were just like, sorry, you can't come here. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it was actually like four or five days before I was going to go to England to work for the whole summer. I was going to work in England for like nine weeks. And then I was going to have one week in Sweden and then go to Barcelona. So I was really stressed about this. Yeah, I can imagine. So I called the agency which like helped us to apply. And she said that, well, you can apply to Dublin and Copenhagen. Those, mm -hmm. I know you will get into one of those. So I did. Uh, I got into both of them, but then I chose Dublin. I even got into both. Yeah, I did. And well, that's cool. in one that's way, impressive. and I mean, you should never regret things in life. But in now, mm -hmm. I wish I would have chosen Copenhagen <laughs> yes because I had two like part-time jobs in Malmö that I loved and I could have mm -hmm. kept them and all that and yeah. yeah and of course Copenhagen is amazing I mean yeah. I <laughs> of course I would say that I spent one semester there <laughs> yeah but Copenhagen is such a nice city yeah but Dublin yeah. is very cool as well it is yeah it's a nice city it's a very nice like place they have a lot of pubs restaurants bars it's a really cool city for like a student so I did my year there and it was lovely uh, I liked Liked it and then um, it was different though because that was a business school and it, mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with tourism no it was nothing okay. focusing on tourism at all so you really enjoyed that year right you were there for a year yes I was there for a yeah. school year I, I don't know why but I, I always been like afraid of not having a job or being oh can you hear <laughs> just laughing <laughs> this is really authentic right now because we have a lot of people in the background cars running in the background but yeah yeah You actually get to hear now that this is uh, not a setup. Yeah, <laughs> really exactly. someone being in Latin America right now. <laughs> yeah, but before I knew I wanted to have a job as soon as I got home to Sweden, or that was my goal. Uh, so I started applying for jobs, and I applied for oh I don't know how many jobs. Like yeah. Oh, and I I mean I got turned down a lot, and then I also 
just had a lot of jobs where I didn't get any reply at all. It's always frustrating, right? I mean, like, I I understand. I also, you know, mm. you always, I always try to apply for jobs. And even though I know I'm not, I don't have all the skills, or all the experience they are looking for, I just apply in a way. You never know, right? Yeah. But I think oh, at course. least they can send you a thank you for your um, application, but no thanks or something. So, you know, yeah. so you don't go around waiting for it, you know, a heads up for anyone in HR. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, but, um, but I actually ended up getting a job within the same hotel chain as I had been working as a receptionist in before mm-hmm. I started studying. And then while I was studying in Malmö, I also worked at one of their hotels in the conference yeah. area. And I got a job as a, it's called, the position is called revenue manager. And mm-hmm. that was one of those jobs actually that I was not qualified for. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the only qualification I had was actually a said a bachelor's degree economics (laughs) or something similar and I was like okay yeah Yeah. I got that and then he said Mm -hmm. experience in hotels and I was like yeah yeah I got that okay and then he said three minimum of three years of experience within working with pricing and I was like I definitely don't have that (laughs) I was like I have a three months uh, internship within yielding which is pricing in the airline business right so I was like ah whatever I can just send in an application and I did yeah but honestly you should always try yeah, I got a call saying that, um, yeah, we would like to have an interview with you. And I was like, yeah, okay. Since I was in Dublin and they were in Sweden, it's just like an hour difference. But And I told my uh, future boss then, that I didn't know, <laughs> that it would be good if we could have the interview before my first uh, lecture that morning. And he was like, when does that mm-hmm. start? And I was like, 10, so I, I would need to leave at 9. And then he said, okay, let's have it 6 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? And he was like, it's going to take a little while. And I was like, how okay. long can an interview take? Seriously. And little did I know, it took three hours. Okay, wow. <laughs> the longest interview I ever had. But I passed it and I got the job. So that was really nice. <laughs> I was really happy about it because, I mean, my goal when I started studying, I was like, okay, so I want to move from working front office within hotel tourism to moving back office. And this was a back office position and there you go like with um all the other options and positions being um, being turned down yeah yeah you actually got here so that's pretty cool because like you might have not yeah you might have not applied for these uh, for this kind of position if you hadn't been turned down no exactly so i think it's always like (laughs) sorry i can just hear her in the background (laughs) no it's fine let's should should i ask them if they can be quiet (laughs) disculpa Estoy re- recordando algo. Está bien si tus, tus voces están alto. Está bien. Sí. No, es porque estoy recordando algo. Sí. Sí. I just said that they were speaking a bit loud. And now be quiet, please. <laughs> okay. But you were kind of like while you were um, trying to go with the flow and seeing where life takes you, you were also kind of like following some steps, right? So I find that really interesting to see that in combination working with each other. Yeah, because I've always been kind of open-minded in mm-hmm. what kind of departments or yeah, what positions I want to work with. I just want to work with hotel and tourism. Like I just love the whole travel industry. Yeah. So of uh, course. <laughs> yeah, I always yeah, that's where I have been seeing myself since I was twelve. So I was really mm-hmm. happy about 
about it. And then, yeah, I, I started that work as soon as I got home from Dublin. Uh, I had like three days in between my final exam, oh, wow. which was like yeah. the last day I had to be in Dublin for. It, it was a really good job. Like it was challenging and it was developing for me and everything, yeah. all that. But I went on for a little while and then I felt like I wasn't happy in what I was doing. And I was mm -hmm. like, why am I not happy about this? Like, it's what I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to go back office. Here I am. I'm in a hotel chain where, which I know, which I've been there before, yeah. and I have lovely colleagues. It's funny, right? How you're sometimes uh, you you work towards stuffs and then you actually reach them, and you feel like, yeah, I should have reached everything I kind of been working for the past months and years even. And yeah. Then there, and then you're finally realizing, oh, whoops, maybe this wasn't what I was like mm -hmm. very passionately working towards. Yeah. And I find it so brave when you then sit down and um, allow yourself to reflect because I've, I think it's so hard for people to really sit down and be like, okay, honestly, if you're being honest to yourself, there's this little tiny feeling inside of you that tells you right now that something is still not right and that there's still something out there that you want to chase. I feel a lot of people um, silence that voice like within the first seconds, but I think it's so brave if you listen to it and if you embrace it and if you think about and reflect what it means yeah really because i think i felt a bit like guilty as well feeling like yeah. not feeling happy within what i was doing because i was like mm -hmm. i mean i got a really good job straight after graduation and i shouldn't take this for granted and it's good paid everything everything from the outside you know all the external mm -hmm. factors were good but i was just not feeling it And mm. I guess now after, like, it's been not a year, it's been like nah, 10 months since I quit yeah. that job. So that was the last job before... Before South America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm phrasing it carefully. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, it's just that I, now I feel like maybe what I'm supposed to do is not like way back office, not just administration, mm. not numbers, analytics, something in between. So, I yeah. mean, you have to get there, try to find your way. But at the same time as I was not feeling my job, my relationship also started to become worse or I don't know what to say. <laughs> like it yeah, started exactly. to, yeah, you can feel it's slowly breaking down. I, I was living with my ex-boyfriend that went with me to Dublin and he started changing behavior. Like he changed from, yeah, like 90 degrees, so 180 you say, right? Uh, to being like another person, behaving in another way. And he was actually treating me pretty badly, but I didn't want to realize it because I mean, he was the love of my life and I, he was the one I was seeing myself getting married to, having a family with and all that. Mm. But then this is also like the little voice there says, this is not right, Molly. And something is wrong here like mm. this is not how it's supposed to be yeah. so slowly it took me quite a while and I was like oh let's try another month you know with both the mm. job and my ex-boyfriend <laughs> uh, but then uh, we broke up and at the same point when we broke up I felt like why am I like why should I stay at this job then if I mm -hmm. don't feel the job and I don't want to be here because I I also felt when we broke up that maybe it's time to move back to my hometown to my friends and my family okay. and so I actually decided pretty quickly <laughs> that I, I was gonna quit so I started mm -hmm. looking into uh, what I should do because I also, we lived in an apartment, but it was on me. Like it was my apartment that okay. I bought when I moved to Malmö. So oh, yeah, I just, I he moved out or I kicked him out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so then he was out of the picture and then I had to sell my apartment. 
Uh, mm. So I kind of had to coordinate when to quit and when to sell the apartment because I wanted them that to be in kind of the same time if yeah. it would be possible. Oh, well, it's so many things going on back then at the yeah, same it time. Was. It, was it was really to deal with. that yeah. winter was probably one of the worst ones in my life. It was really challenging mm. and it felt really like when we broke up and then when I quit my job, it was like my life turned upside down. You of know, when course, you yeah. figure something, yeah, like you see something in front of you, like in five years, I'm going to be there, I'm going to do this. And it felt like everything just disappeared and it felt like yeah. you were like, moving on what do you say starting on starting over yeah it's just on pause in that moment right? yeah it's just like complete pause and then a complete flip and you don't even know where to turn where to look <laughs> oh exactly and it's horrible but I mean everything you learn from everything yeah and it's and it's important to acknowledge that because um it's so important to keep telling people it's you're gonna be at these kind of points in your life where you feel like that and that's just the way it is you can't do anything about it but those are often the best starting points for something really amazing to happen in your life yeah you just have to work through it <laughs> yeah. and you do like some some way you do mm -hmm. then I started like my thoughts went really quick actually or my thoughts in to actions went really quick with like selling the apartment, quitting my job. And I was just open-minded. I was like, I'm going to move back home and just look for another job, whatever job within tourism. Uh, yeah. But then I realized, well, me and my ex-boyfriend were talking a lot, like for over a year, year and a half about traveling around South America together. And ever since mm -hmm. I went to Venezuela, yeah, we were going to, oh. our plan was like to save money together to do that. And then after that, okay, to move wow. to Gothenburg, to my hometown and then yeah. start a family. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is that I already had my money saved up for the trip. So I realized like, <laughs> why should I not Power go? <laughs> Just because he couldn't go with me. Like I should go by myself then. It actually went like- That's really strong. I also, I already had a holiday planned in before we broke up and that was to India by myself or it was mm. on a group trip, but not with my ex-boyfriend because he had a new job and he didn't have any holiday that year. I just saw the picture of the Taj Mahal the other day. <laughs> yeah, oh. I loved India. I had a dream about going to India for like 10 years. I was so happy to go, but it was also like, I was really heartbroken when I went, <laughs> but it was good to go, to have something else to think about and all that. I still haven't been, it's still on my list. Yeah, it's a really special country. And I think everyone that have the opportunity to go should go sometime. It's really nice. Yeah, my, my, my mom's best friend, her daughter, she has a travel agency kind of uh, over there. She's German, but she uh, moved abroad. And so um, she has this travel agency for individual travel. So basically you can go to her and just create whichever trip you want together with her. And then she'll take you through India with her. Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you should look into that. Yeah, they they actually went another year and they all went together for a trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, I couldn't go that year. I was going to join, but I, yeah. I kind of wish I had joined. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's <laughs> in the past now. <laughs> for another time. Yeah. Yeah. But after my India trip, I think it was like two, three weeks after I got back from India, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on this trip. So I started looking into it. I didn't really know where to start and all that, but I knew I wanted to do mm. the Inca trail and I knew I wanted to go to Galapagos. So mm -hmm. I got in contact with, I think it's in a few different countries in Europe. It's called Kilroy and they, they have a, little, a lot of like adventures trips and a lot for like younger people. So I booked the Inca trail in Galapagos through them. So I had those time sets and Can for the ones set, yeah. who don't know, the Inca trail, like the traditional Inca trail gets fully booked within like four, six months in advance. Oh, wow. There 
there's a lot of other, like you don't have to book six months in advance to go to Machu Picchu. But if you want to mm-hmm. go to Machu Picchu through the Inca Trail, you have to book way in advance. Uh, yeah. I booked it in May and then I went in November. And yeah. like three, four weeks after me, another girl was going to book and it was full. So <laughs> for the okay. whole of November. But yeah, that's when I started to plan South America. And then I quit my job in the end of June, I think. And then I went off in uh, the end of August. So I actually had like eight weeks in the summer where I just hung out and was spending time with my friends and all that. A little bit of transition time, yeah. Yeah. But wow, (laughs) then you were off. (laughs) And I was just thinking first that I'm just going to travel just like that. But then I, while I was studying in Ireland, in Dublin, I had two part-time jobs. One was in a hostel working like Mm -hmm. reception shifts and the other one was actually a remote job because in Dublin Dublin is such a big hub in Europe for like mm-hmm. international bilingual jobs so it was this Dutch travel agency that needed translators from in oh, uh, that could write in Swedish and yeah. I was gonna translate from English Norwegian and Danish to Swedish yeah so I did that like yes it was not a lot like it was like two hours a week or something but then while I was in Sweden I got more and more jobs and then at first it was only translations but then it turned into like editing putting in more seo content and then doing like content writing like doing it from Mm. scratch so then i would write the pieces and then someone from norway or denmark would translate it into danish or norwegian oh well that's very educational that's yeah so i was like maybe i can just ask them if it's okay that i do it a little bit more while traveling Mm -hmm. Uh, so I put the question out there and I said I'm going to travel around and I would like is there any way that I could have a few more hours and they were like yeah of course we have a lot of job for you (laughs) so I actually I took a computer with me and uh, I bought the VPN tunnel because I needed that because the web their web page only works within like northern Europe okay so it it wouldn't want to work otherwise but once once you bought that it's easy to work with that yeah yeah okay and so then I became like a freelancing traveler all of a sudden mm. so I was like it's it's not like I, I wouldn't call myself a digital nomad because I'm not working full-time or I, I can't fund all my travels on it but it's mm. actually like now I mean now I'm like um, I lived in August like seven eight months in it now and I mean I funded like all my accommodation most of the food and a little bit of the activities kind of mm. so my travels has at least been a lot cheaper <laughs> for me than it would have been otherwise. Yeah, and I left in August and I started by going to Aruba and Bonaire and Curaçao. And I know you've been to Bonaire as well. Oh, and it's such a lovely (laughs) island. You consulted me. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know why I just, I first I thought about like South and Central America. But then my mm-hmm. brother went to Aruba and Curaçao on a cruise. And then I remember that you went to Bonaire. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe you can visit all of those three. Because, I mean, yeah. they're kind of close by. The ABC, the ABC islands. Yeah, the ABCs. <laughs> but it's funny because people don't really know about the islands. And people no. um, especially don't know about Bonaire. Because no. the main island, Aruba, a lot of people know. Curaçao, a lot of people know. But Bonaire, no one really knows about it. No, exactly. Like, every whenever I told someone before I went, like, I'm going to visit the ABCs. And they were like... ABCs what's that <laughs> what's and then that? if I said Aruba <laughs> people were like oh yeah Aruba and then I said Bonaire and Curaçao and people were like huh <laughs> so yeah it was the same for me everyone was like so where are you going this time this time and I was like yeah Bonaire and everyone was just like what <laughs> like where <laughs> where <laughs> oh yeah and I mean yeah both of us dive so mm. yeah it's the number one spot yeah. for shore diving like in the world. paradise island to dive 
You can definitely yeah. go there if you don't dive, but I mean, it's all about diving and like water mm -hmm. sports, like and like prices are amazing because yeah. you get these unlimited tickets. So you buy a ticket for seven day unlimited, and it's yeah. just I don't know four hundred bucks, not even. And I also actually I um because Bonaire doesn't don't really have hostels. Uh, it's not really like I mean it's not a well known backpacking place, and that's why I guess. Yeah. So what you do there is probably e either you go by Airbnb like you did, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I did, yeah. Or you yeah find a hotel, but all the hotels I found was pretty expensive. And I actually I looked into the Airbnb where you were staying, and but that was fully booked and all that. Oh, so I actually ended it was up, amazing. Yeah, it looked so amazing. Uh, the, the hotels though, um, I think the hotels are good if you uh, if you're traveling together and yes. if you want to do a lot of exactly. diving because the hotels they offer like drive and dive packages mm. it's called. So they'll give you a pickup truck because actually on Bon Air you can get all the, uh, the tanks. Just like that. It's just like a normal drive through and yeah. you just pick it up. <laughs> Once you've dived, you can just come back and you get a new tank. And so they offer these really cheap tickets and yeah. these really cheap prices. And if you're traveling as a couple or friends or, you know, just like two people or like a couple of yeah. people, I, I think a hotel is a really good thing. But I was, I was traveling by myself and I was gonna have like a budget. I actually mm -hmm. ended up staying, uh, I did couch surfing. And the funny thing is that I just wrote to one guy because he had a lot of good reviews and he said mm -hmm. that he was a dive instructor and all that. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote to him and then I ended up staying with him and his housemate and they were both dive instructors. So I was like, oh, my God, this is a dream. Best case. <laughs> and they were so nice. Like, oh, it was such a perfect stay, really. Yeah. Out of Aruba, Bonaire and Curaçao, I... I I mean, all of them are amazing, but Bonaire was definitely my favorite. Yeah. Ah, I mean, yeah. I still need to check out um, the A and the C, but uh, yeah. I love Bonaire as well. Yeah. Okay, so that was basically like your first stop. And then from there on, it's been a number of countries now. Yeah, right? from there on. So not to go into too much details, but I went to Colombia. I traveled around Colombia for a month and it surprised me and impressed me a lot. <laughs> And then I went to Ecuador, but since I had been to Ecuador before, I didn't feel like there were a lot of places uh, on the mainland I had to see. I had Galapagos and Inca trail as like a deadline where I had to be in those certain points at a special time. So I went to Galapagos for 10 days and Galapagos is, oh my God, it's like stepping into another world. It's super cool. Like if you love animals, it's the place to go. <laughs> it was so cool and definitely worth the money. It's a bit pricey, but it's so worth it. Yeah, and you're taking you're taking everyone along on your travels. So guys listening, oh, yeah. uh, check her out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, travels with MK. Yeah, travels with MK. You always, uh, yeah, you always put out a lot of nice pictures. Yeah, I always, I always been like taking a lot of pictures and everything. And I always like, you know, before, you know, when you're, yeah, when you could only put like 20 pictures in an album on Facebook or whatever, if you years mm -hmm. back I always like had so many albums and people were like teasing me why do you have so many pictures and all that mm -hmm. but now I feel with Instagram oh it's so amazing you can just like post whenever you want to so I usually do like daily posts from the place where I, I do mm -hmm. like one place at a time kind of and then I have a lot of videos in the stories and I love the story function I yeah. think it's really fun yeah the stories is yeah. amazing yeah, yeah. I, I love because we're so close because we we're so far away but we're so close at the same time yeah. I mean it's, it's funny how we like met 10 years ago then had a couple of years where we didn't even have that much contact and yeah. now we're closer than ever kind yeah. of yeah 
I mean, for a few years after New Zealand, me, Lisa and the other girls, were we were all like good at catching up and everything. And I think yeah. we saw each other once a year for a few years. Yeah. But then the I, I, think, reunions. <laughs> I think the last time we actually met now in person was when me and Vanessa visited you. Yeah, and that was 2013. Oh God, was it that long ago? I was thinking mm-hmm. before and I was like, yeah. maybe 2014 <laughs> or 15. Too long. <laughs> yeah, but I find, I find that so interesting because everyone's always like, yeah, the digital world and we people are getting so anonymous Mm -hmm. but really depends on you like for us especially it's given us amazing opportunities to really catch up to be close to each other and we we keep sending each other so many video messages voice messages and i love that i love that technology i love being close to people especially with um, my big international network as well that's the thing like when you travel a lot or when you have been abroad for a longer period you meet so many people from different places and i mean without i don't know how people did it 50 years ago to be honest like i mean of course you had like a pen pal here and there but I mean you couldn't stay in touch with people in such an easy way you know and it's so nice and also you know like when you talked in the last episode as well like when you can when you have a network like that you can visit people like you guys visited Mm. each other and all that that's really nice I think yeah I always keep I always keep joking so basically Facebook for me nowadays it's just my digital phone book. Yeah, <laughs> that's just my, good... my digital contacts because yeah. most people, because like with Instagram, not all countries uh, tend to lean towards Instagram. Mm-hmm. So with Facebook, it's the best mix yeah. kind of. So most of my friends I have stored on Facebook kind yeah. of and I'm always able to contact them. Yeah, it's so nice, isn't it? Like once when me and my ex-boyfriend went to Japan, I, I had a Japanese guy that went to an high school exchange as well at the same time as we mm-hmm. we were kind of living in the neighbor towns in Kansas in the US and uh, I just wrote to him to like ask for some I don't know tips for Japan like what's what is good to see like outside of Tokyo and blah 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 and then he just told me like oh if you guys come by Kyoto or Osaka we can meet up and I was like oh yeah. okay <laughs> I guess That's amazing so yeah. we did we went to Kyoto and then we spent a day with him and his girlfriend and I mean we were to a Japanese couple and they showed us around and we got to see so oh, much that, that we amazing? probably wouldn't see otherwise and I mean that's because of Facebook otherwise I wouldn't have contact with him (laughs) yeah Yeah, I had a situation like that in uh, New York last year when I went in December um, because I just put out an insta story just random and uh, one of the insta stories was just me walking around and then one friend uh, caught up to it and he was like what you're in New York okay let's meet up and I wasn't (laughs) sure if he was still living there so he told me and because he saw the story and he was like hey girl, you know I um, still work at the UN, so you want to come by and get a private tour? And I was like, "Um, yes, of course I want to. (laughs) And so I just went there like just spontaneously the next day and he gave me a private tour through the United Nations. That's awesome. That was just incredible. And like that would have never happened because I didn't even have his phone number anymore or anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It was just like a guy I met through a friend. So nothing really like very close friendship, but just like random someone you kind of know saw something and then you catch up and then something cool happens yeah exactly you never know i mean you got to see the un like <laughs> who would say yeah. no to that so you you saw so many countries did you feel um like how how's traveling by yourself because like as a woman traveling in south america i mean i i was i had only done like small trips by myself previously like weekend trips mm-hmm. if you don't count in you know when i was working and but yeah. i don't really count that because then i had the organization behind me and all that yeah i've done like weekend trips within europe by myself but nothing like this before but mm-hmm. i was by myself for the first two months and then I met up with another Swedish girl 
uh, we weren't planning the trip together from the beginning or anything. It was not like you just got to know each other online and then you met. Yeah, exactly, because it was actually like a friend's friend. Yeah. I never, I never met her before, but she wanted to go uh, traveling in South America, but she was actually afraid of going by herself. So mm -hmm. she was like, yeah, I said you can come along with me if you want to, but I already had like a Lapagos and Inca trail booked. So I was like, if you want to go, either book that or you know do something else while I do that because <laughs> I, I already had those booked. <laughs> it sounds mean when when you say it like that. But uh, yeah, but she wanted to actually. So she went to Galapagos with me. And then, yeah, she the Inca Trail was full when she was going to book it. Mm. So she did another trail. Yeah, that's no all time. yeah, so I was by myself for eight weeks. And then I met up with her. And then along the way, we met up with two other Swedish girls. Yes. And then we mm -hmm. traveled uh, together for a few weeks. And then one of the girls went home. And me and two of the other girls uh, continued to travel together through Peru, Bolivia. And then from Bolivia, we came into Chile and they went home from Santiago so I was with mm -hmm. them for another like two months so it must have been nice right like a nice yeah. mixture between traveling solo it was, and yeah. solo and I, I really enjoy traveling by myself but I think maybe six yeah. months would have been a long time I don't know mm -hmm. Maybe three months, four months, something like that. But when when I was alone again, I, I actually felt really comfortable with it. It felt really nice yeah. to be alone again. Nothing against those girls. They were really nice to travel with no, and I really I liked them. But it was just like, I don't know, I'm, I'm comfortable being by myself. I'm kind of independent yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, and isn't that the best trade? Isn't that the best state that you can reach for yourself? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, I've had that as well, of course, like my around the world trip, I did that yeah, solo exactly. traveling. So actually that was actually for four to five months. So um, it's such a big experience. Yeah. And once you've done something like that, it's really something no one can ever take away from you. No. And I always describe it as you reach levels mm -hmm. that um, you can never fall down from kind of. It's weird to imagine, but it's basically, yeah, it's really like at some point you just reach levels, you flip switches. And if that happened once, yeah, there's no going mm. back from that state. You've unlocked it kind of. Exactly. And it stays with you for your whole life. And I mean, I hear so many people uh, at home and younger people as well, because I worked a lot with language schools. Mm. Like I uh, mentioned it before, but I actually worked like six summers with it after that as well. And so I worked a lot with teenagers and a lot of them mm. and like adults, of course, are uh, afraid of traveling or they don't want to go traveling because they don't have anyone to travel with. And I'm like, yeah. why should that stop you? Like, if you want to yeah. go somewhere, go. Because I don't know how many solo travelers I met throughout this trip. But I yeah. mean, I think actually, if I think about it, there are more solo travelers than people mm -hmm. traveling together with someone, to be honest. And it's always amazing when you bump into them. Yeah. Because it's always like a mutual vibe you share. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> the funny thing is like when you when you take off, it's not only you're not only going to experience and explore the destination, but you're going to explore so much about yourself if you yeah, do that. Yeah, that's true because you interact with so many different people and you yeah. also have to like figure it out all by yourself, like all bookings, where to go and everything. Mm -hmm. I think you learn a lot from it, but you're never really alone. Like if you stay in hostels at least, you don't have to be alone. I remember like for a month or so, I was like, I had to look for a long time <laughs> traveling solo. Who would have thought mm -hmm. that? But like there were so many people around you all the time in the hostel and everyone was like, do you want to do this with me? Do you want to go there? she would do this together so sometimes you just had to like no I want to be by myself now <laughs> yeah and I feel sometimes it's even like that's also a big part of solo traveling that you embrace that yeah because um that's so funny because when I talk to people I I've been solo traveling so many times and when I talk to people about it they're always like oh okay hmm that's interesting but yeah in the hostel like there's always so many people so you meet so many uh talk to so many people and you 
never alone. I mean, you kind of said it, but I mean it in an even different way. And so I'm always like, no, but that's not what it's about. Like, it shouldn't be about, okay, so I'm solo traveling and then I just find the next opportunity to distract myself, kind of. It should be about, I'm comfortable doing it by myself. And I'm comfortable being in situations where I am by myself and I don't freak out and I actually get to a state where I learn to enjoy it and where I learn to discover so much about myself that I'm just comfortable with it. And that is something so beautiful and that's something you can only reach if you try it. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. I think that it's a good thing to learn or to be comfortable being by yourself as well. And I mean, it's obviously different being by yourself in the other side of the world <laughs> than what it is of like course. sitting at home like an hour from your parents or something. But yeah. I mean, if you can handle being alone uh, by yourself by traveling, it's probably so much easier when you're home as well. Like I, I can actually say that during the time when before me and my boyfriend broke up and all that, I felt more alone mm -hmm. than what I have been mm -hmm. feeling while traveling. And I think sometimes it's just a state of mind. Like it's not yeah. about you actually being alone. Yeah. There are always people around Absolutely. you. You just have to... Yeah choose kind of when you want to be around people and when you want to be by yourself in yeah. a lot of aspects yeah it's something so powerful in your life like yeah. I've, I've also had that like years back in the past that i've spent time with people and felt more alone yeah than now. yeah exactly <laughs> it's crazy it's yeah. crazy yeah so where off to now yeah i'm actually yeah like when where i said like these girls left me in santiago and i'm in santiago now but mm. i haven't been here since <laughs> i went to easter island we was also amazing and then I went yeah. a little time into Argentina and then I went into Bolivia again to see a sponsor child that I have there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had the sponsor child for a few years yeah, that I've been like sending letters to and all that. So I got to meet her like that right after so Christmas. so emotional to see that. Yeah, it was so powerful. It was really nice. And then after that I went into Paraguay and then I went mm -hmm. into the Guasu Falls, which is on the Brazilian <laughs> and Argentinian side. And I went down to Buenos Aires, into uh, Uruguay and I traveled through Uruguay up to Brazil. I went to Florianapolis, Sao Paulo and Rio. And then I went downwards again, down to Patagonia in Argentina and Chile. <laughs> and now I'm up in Santiago again. <laughs> so I did a little turn, <laughs> you can say. Um, but where are you going to go from here? The thing is that I'm actually going to go back now to where I've already been. And it might sound weird, <laughs> but it's because I have been meeting up with this Swedish company now called the uh, mm -hmm. Pink Caravans. They, in Swedish is Rosa Bussarna. And uh, okay. it's a company which takes people around on a pink bus. Like it's what it's called, Pink Caravan. It's a okay. caravan that's painted <laughs> pink. <laughs> and they take people around. We have three caravans in South America and there are a few in Africa, a few in Europe. And they also have trips in Asia and stuff like that. So I, I'm, I started working with them when I met them. I, I met them in Rio. Mm -hmm. So my whole Patagonia trip has been like working with them. Now we are in Santiago and I have four days off in between two groups of tourists, <laughs> you can say. Okay. And then you're going to head out with them again. Yeah. So now we're going to go and we're going to go into the northwest of Argentina. Uh, where, okay. where I've already been <laughs> and up in Bolivia to there's one spot which we are going to which I haven't been oh there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we're gonna go into Peru uh, so I'm actually gonna get to see Machu Picchu again <laughs> mm. yeah a quick thing there like I walked the Inca Trail four days hike three nights tenting and when I got to Machu Picchu you couldn't see it yeah <laughs> like you can speak about you know oh it was a bit cloudy and all that but it was white yeah. no, you couldn't see it like it was a big big like it was just like I was like I'm at Machu Picchu but I, I, I can't uh, say that I've really. seen Machu Picchu. <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, this has been my dream for like 15 years. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm really happy I'm yeah. going to get to go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah. you're going to see it this time. <laughs> 
sitting there now uh, thinking about the next months, the next year. Yeah. You've got any idea how it's going to go? The thing is, I'm actually keeping it really open-minded. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, because I have the freelance job and I have a few other like freelance, like smaller ones also supporting mm -hmm. it. And then I'm looking into um, getting more assignments from my current employer, if you can call them that, <laughs> and yeah, also amazing. other ones. And then the company Pink Caravans, they have trips all around the year. So I'm speaking to them now, or we are, we are discussing if there is anything during the summer that I can do and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I think that I will go with the flow for a little while and see. And uh, I will probably also work with the language schools a little bit yeah. in the summer as well. That's impressive, so many options. That's yeah, so cool. that's But you're thing. gonna stay in South America. I'm gonna stay in South America until like May and then I will go back home for a little bit and then hopefully out somewhere else again. <laughs> See what's gonna happen. Yeah. But yeah, and the, we definitely need to catch up. We do. I re I would really like to come to Hamburg in the summer if there is like space and time for it. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be here, but also somewhere else in the world. <laughs> would so you can definitely awesome. come yeah. here, but then also <laughs> we're gonna meet somewhere else yeah. in the world. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing. Like it's such an amazing trip. It's such an amazing step you took on here. Seriously, thinking back to where this all started, yeah. thinking back to where we met, yes. thinking back to what has happened, how many challenges you had to overcome to get there and how much trust you still put in the whole process of not really knowing where it'll take you but yeah. kind of like following that inner drive of yours that's something I always like value so much um, and something I always share with people that it doesn't have to, you don't have to know the final result like it, it sometimes is all about just following that inner drive and just keep pushing yeah exactly your life doesn't have to be all planned out I mean I'm yeah. we're turning 30 and I mean it's it's not like 30s kind of a new era I guess in your life mm -hmm. but I mean you're still very young I mean, I mean, there's yeah. you have so many years left to like work and to, yeah, I don't know, have a family, be with your family, be with your friends. You should just do what you love. I learned a lot the feeling that it's just so amazing sometimes to not know what the final yeah. result will be and what's yes. going to happen because the most amazing things happen and you're just hanging in there and you just keep pushing and then suddenly amazing things just happen they just happen out of blue yeah and that's the most amazing feeling it's the most amazing feeling if you put all the trust into yourself and into your life and into everything that's going to happen if you put your trust into that and then suddenly things happen and you just turn around and you'll be like oh wow this just <laughs> happened crazy and another thing just happened yeah and that's just the most satisfying feeling i so agree definitely oh that's great <laughs> um, what I always what I always do towards the end is um, mm -hmm. I like to ask so if thinking back like everything you've overcome everything you've done um, what's like main lessons you went through life with what's like a mantra you're following what's something that keeps you going every day or anything you can think about I feel that even if you try to plan what you are going to do ahead I think that just going with the flow doing what you love and I mean try to do it the way you want to and yeah just to live the life you want to and live a life you love I think that's the most important thing because you can do something you plan to do but you won't be happy in it if you don't like doing it if you're not enjoying it mm, that's powerful but it's so hard to learn and it's so hard yeah. to differentiate I feel it is <laughs> I think a lot of people are struggling with that yeah you definitely learn through everything in life like all the experience yeah. good and bad <laughs> you have yeah. And you just have to overcome some obstacles and some go through some challenges. I mean, that's a part of life. Hopefully you will end up finding a way 
to live and enjoy like working and everything because you shouldn't work to live I mean or you shouldn't know you shouldn't live for working you should like be able to live around your work as well yeah I once said I work to travel <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean there I mean most people in the world probably like if you ask people like do you like traveling I think most people enjoy it mm -hmm. at some point at least but at some extent but I mean people like you and me we just love traveling like to a different yeah, level. There's a difference between <laughs> enjoying and just absolutely loving yeah. with all your heart. Like trying to spend all your savings onto like oh what's the yeah. next dive spot I can go to or what's yeah. the next adventure I can do instead of like oh I want to buy this or that like mm. I would rather go on a trip than buy a car like. <laughs> yeah and invest every every euro every hour yeah. like for me you know I'm always like okay I get back with the flight 10 p.m. in the evening mm -hmm. I'll be at work the next morning so I don't waste another day yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can be like that too while other people are like oh it'd be so nice to get home on a Thursday evening so you have like Friday yeah. Saturday Sunday before you have to go to work and I'm like that's three travel days <laughs> oh this has been amazing thank yeah. you so much for doing this thank you so much for trusting me um thank you so much for having me yeah oh my god of course I I'm so happy to have you and this has been a great wrap up and um, I'm just gonna wrap it up here so thank you guys so much for listening I hope you enjoyed the episode and if you want to see more head over to the website through lisaseyes.com slash podcast there you can see all the show notes and you can re-listen to the episodes and of course you can find the podcast with all episodes but especially this one on all po major podcast providers so of course Spotify iTunes and if you like this episode I, I would love for you to head over to iTunes and give it a like and maybe leave it a review because that's how the algorithm is gonna know that you liked it and that would really help me and of course don't forget to subscribe so you'd get the next ones but I'll also inform you on Instagram which you can always check out it's through Lisa's eyes as well thank you so much for tuning in and thank you again Marlon so much for mm -hmm. doing this with me I'm so happy to have you and I wish you so much luck I admire so much what you're doing it takes so much strength and yeah so much passion and I get so much out of this and I'm really really happy for you and I'm really happy to have you in my life so thank you for this oh thank you Lisa I feel exactly the same I'm so happy that we have we met and that we have been knowing each other even though we haven't met in person for the, the last <laughs> years you really you're still really close to me and I, I'm really inspired of all that you're doing like you have a full-time job and you're still working on the side of things you love and I think that's really inspiring thank you <laughs> <laughs> I hope we were able to transport some energy over <laughs> to you guys listening and I hope you maybe feel inspired as well a little bit with the stories we we're talking about tune in for the next episode in a month there's going to be a new guest a new friend of mine thanks again for listening talk to you then bye bye <laughs>